everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Kirsten DeWitt. Dr. DeWitt is a licensed naturopathic doctor and a registered acupuncturist. She works at a nonprofit community acupuncture clinic in Ann Arbor, Michigan, as well as providing NADA protocol and guided meditation for addiction rehabilitation facilities. Dr. Kirsten is also a virtual wellness coach where she utilizes her naturopathic and Eastern medical training and philosophy to empower her clients in creating healthier habits and facilitate a better understanding of themselves and their bodies. And if that's not enough, she's also the host and creator of ND Inspo, a podcast and platform that is specifically geared towards helping to connect, grow, and inspire naturopathic doctors and students from all over. Make sure to check our show notes for ways of finding her and connecting with her. In this interview, we're able to speak into how she started her practice and how her practice is virtual, as well as how her podcast started and what the inspiration was from that. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Kirsten DeWitt. Kirsten, thank you so much for hopping on today's episode. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. So uh, funny story, right? Like I reached out to you after I heard your your podcast and uh, we, we had a brief conversation and started chatting. And I was thinking about that on my drive in today around how amazing it is around technology, how quickly we can interact with people, network with people and get value and resources when we're all on when we all have that same mindset and and passion. And I, I just think this is pretty cool that you and I are, are recording this uh, when we never met in person. Matter of fact, Michigan's one of the few states I have never been to. Oh. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you. It's nice and snowy right now. So you're welcome <laughs> to come make a snowman. <laughs> I agree though. Um, my podcast wouldn't be a thing without this technology. So I completely, I completely agree with you. It's amazing. Yep. So, you know, I always like to start off uh, episodes that, you know, I'm talking to another naturopathic doctor. Like I, I like hearing the story of why you decided to go down that path. So what's your story? Why did you decide to become an ND? Yes. And it's funny, just after listening to some of your, uh, your interviews, I know often, and even with the interviews that I do, often there is this like personal story with um, with an naturopathic doctor. But actually, mine was more about the philosophy. So I, my undergrad was in dietetics, and so I was very involved with the nutrition side of things. And at the end, I just kind of felt like there was still more to learn. And so before I started applying for, usually with dietetics, you do um, an internship afterwards before you can sit for the exam. And so before I um, before I applied for that, I started looking at higher education. I started looking for uh, doctorate degrees in nutrition and master's degrees and just trying to see how I can continue on my studies because there just still felt like there was 
more to learn, more to understand. Um, and I also saw the way that dietetics was applied in, you know, we still did rotations um, during, during my training. And so I saw the way that it was applied in the hospitals. And often what happens is the dietitians have to kind of work around the medical doctor's prescriptions, uh, just depending on what the case is. And to me, it kind of seemed backwards just because, you know, we're taught therapeutically how much diet can um, in some cases reverse disease or and prevent it. And so to me, it seemed a little bit backwards. And so when I stumbled upon naturopathic medicine as I was searching for uh, different degrees for, you know, continuing on, I, I just fell in love with the philosophy and I just couldn't believe that that was even an option out there, you know, to be the the primary care physician and to be able to have a say both with the pharmaceuticals as well as the nutritional side of things and to have that understanding and that philosophy of treating the root cause, which, it, you know, very much aligns with my dietetics understanding. I just knew that this is what this is what I need to like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I, I just I just kind of felt it felt it in my bones, I guess you could say. And so I pretty much from there, I reached out to a couple of naturopathic doctors just to learn a little bit more because again, I had never even heard of naturopathic medicine at that point. And, um, and I again, I just I just kind of knew that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm I'm happy that I took that leap of faith because you know, I, I just couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. I really couldn't. It, I've yet to meet a naturopathic doctor that just doesn't like smile and the passion that shows through that, that on everything is, is always a thing that amazes me because you don't get to see that in most professions. And, uh, you know, obviously our listeners can't see you or I right now, but like your smile and your passion that that's coming through is just amazing. So uh, that question's maybe my favorite question and the stories that people tell is, is the best. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Cool. Where, so, you know, you, you graduate, you've, you're a naturopathic doctor, like where did you go from there? Right. What, what was on your mind and how did, and what happened then? Yes, well, I had, um, <laughs> you could almost consider it maybe a gap year, but basically I, um, I knew part of, part of uh, why I was excited and interested about the naturopathic medical profession just after looking and learning more and seeing how other people utilize this medicine um, was the entrepreneurial side of things. And so basically I was getting ready to graduate school and, and I started an online uh, practice. I started, um, you know, working with, with clients virtually and that was, you know, a couple, almost three years ago now. And, and so for my first year out, I actually uh, lived in a travel trailer and um, for one, about six, six months or so, I was traveling around the U.S. in a travel oh, wow. trailer working virtually. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why I continue to work virtually because I love, um, I also do a lot of in-person work through acupuncture, but, um, 
but I, I love to travel and I love to explore and um, and meet new people. And, and of course, um, this year ended up, well, this last year ended up looking a lot differently, but it, it worked out because um, because after moving back to to Michigan, you know, after doing the the travel, the traveling in the the camper for a while, um, I I found um, a, just an amazing position at a community acupuncture clinic. And then, and it's kind of funny because shortly after that, then I also found another position at a, an addiction rehab facility, also utilizing acupuncture. And, and, and that is a big area that I'm very passionate about. I have some family history of mental illness and addiction. And so it's just a field that I've always wanted to help in. And, um, and so it just couldn't, I couldn't have imagined so early on finding these ways to get involved in the community. Um, I just, I couldn't have, I couldn't have pictured it, <laughs> you know, if you would have asked me when I first graduated uh, where I would be or what I would be doing, I couldn't have even dreamt those things up because I hadn't even known that they were an option, <laughs> you know. <laughs> career-wise. So uh, you got out and you started online. Like what, where did you go? Like, how did that come about? Right? Like there's a bunch of stuff you probably know you didn't know. And there's probably a bunch of stuff that you had no idea you needed to know. So how did that, how did that come about? I I love the aspect of you being in the trailer and traveling. Like, that's awesome. I got to think that that's a lot of people's, like a lot of people would love to do that. But how did that come to reality? <laughs> yes, well, um, well, a, a lot of doing research. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time just looking up different ways that people were working remotely. You know, how in the world do you work on the road? And um, and so I started looking for other naturopathic doctors who were doing similar things. A lot of them were blogging. Um, and you know, virtual care, telehealth and telemedicine weren't quite that developed yet. You know, um, COVID definitely accelerated that movement, um, which which I think can really benefit a lot of people, um, long-term, but, um, but at the time it was kind of a newly going thing. And so I had to do a lot of research to look for the resources of how do I set up my um, electronic health records? How do I make this HIPAA compliant? You know, um, how do I make this legally sound so that I'm doing, you know, I'm not, um, I'm doing essentially telehealth versus telemedicine. And there's different legal, you know, things to understand between those differences as well. Um, and, and same thing with the marketing element, you know, just understanding the legal aspect of that, too. So I had to do a lot of research and there was, you know, just a lot of um, a lot of my own figuring out how do I design a website? How do I, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went went into that. And it's still an ongoing process. It's still something that I'm continuing to develop and to, to learn more and more. And, you know, when we talked 
on uh, for ND Inspo, you know, I mentioned about getting a a business coach, and and that is something that I wish I would have done or known. I didn't even know that they were naturopathic business coaches when I first started, um, and that is something that has has also helped tremendously. But heck, if I had that when I first started, oh my gosh, I would have saved myself so much time and money and energy oh my goodness so yeah a lot of it was doing my own digging <laughs> the so i hear that all the time around the business coach like a lot of people that that get a business coach they say exactly what you just said like they wish they would have done it sooner what was was it the fact that you didn't know that they existed or was there something else that had you not start sooner well, there's also the money mindset around it, right? It's like mm, those yep. things, I don't have money. How am I supposed to invest money into, you know, I don't have money yet. Like, how am I supposed to invest it? And um, and and I think it comes, you know, so, so part of it is the money mindset around it. And then also my own stubbornness of like, I can figure this out. Like, there's plenty of free resources. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Like, I can do this, you know, which... Oh my goodness. So if we would just like get out of our own way about it and it would just save so many people so much time and money in the long run. But yeah, I would say I would say those are kind of the main things of um, just being stubborn and then also the money mindset around it of, of not understanding what that investment, what the return on that investment could be. All of the different voices that we all have in our heads it really kind of messes stuff up sometimes, right? <laughs> yes, I know. It can definitely, um, and I've heard some other naturopathic doctors talk about that, just getting in our own way. It's it's pretty common. I think that plays into so many different elements of, you know, being a naturopathic doctor, being a business owner. Um, sometimes we just get in our own heads about it. <laughs> So when when you went to start this practice, you know you've you've learned a lot, obviously, as, as you've as you built this practice. What do you wish you would have learned, either in school or slightly prior, that would have helped tremendously? Yeah, and the funny thing is, is even when I was in school, I did do a couple of business seminars. They just weren't, um, they didn't quite relate to how I wanted to practice was the problem. And so I think that, again, now there's so many, and one of the reasons why I have the podcast is to bring these coaches and these, you know, other naturopathic doctors to light so that more people can see what resources are out there. Um, but yeah, I would have, I would have looked for a business coach that was also a naturopathic doctor who was working in the way that I wanted to work, which was primarily virtual. Um, and so that I could understand the systems that need to be in place, uh, to make, you know, to make it less about my time and, um, and more about, well, how do I, how do I give people how do I create a bigger impact? How do I reach mm -hmm. more people without it being all based on my time? <laughs> yeah, I've noticed in the last, at least in the last couple of years, since I've really started to, to dive in and research naturopathic doctors and what it is that you all go through, I've noticed more and more 
coaching opportunities as well as coaches that either have their own naturopathic practice or uh, have been working with naturopathic doctors to really help with that mindset and help different coaching aspects. Like this is how you would start a virtual practice, right? So did, do you see that as well? Like in the last couple of years that started to shift and change where there's more opportunity for that? Definitely. Yeah. And I think especially with this last year, a lot of people had to pivot. You know, I was I already had a lot of the online stuff in place, but I was still doing and I'm still this is still something that I'm um, I'm actively working on with my with my current business coach of how do I create better systems? Because mm -hmm. I've been doing primarily one on one care, which, you know, can be very the type of work that I do, I work with a lot. Uh, I work a lot in the mental emotional realm. And so it can take a lot on me too to do to provide this kind of care. And so I need to find ways to streamline it a little bit more. And also so that I can help more people again, like I mentioned before, but I think that with this uh, last year, a lot of people have had to shift. And so there's been a lot of great naturopathic doctors who have been putting out um, wonderful resources to help people make that transition because I think a lot of, you know, a lot of us, um, a lot of people were kind of like, well, what in the world do I do now? You know, right. my practice is closed. And so I'm just really thankful to the naturopathic community for stepping up and helping to share their knowledge because, um, because there are a lot of really wonderful um, naturopathic doctors out there who are now um, they've transitioned into helping others with the business side of things. So you brought up your podcast and the inspo. So mm -hmm. tell, you know, and I've already brought it up as well. So why don't we tell everyone like, what is that podcast about? And the second part question of that is why'd you start it? Yeah, so basically ND Inspo is all about helping naturopathic doctors to stay inspired, of course, um, to, to stay connected by, by giving these stories and showing people, you know, other people within their profession that they may not have otherwise connected with. And then, um, you know, just, just helping us to continue to grow as a profession. And, and it came about because with... COVID, I was just seeing so much, um, it, it just felt heavy at the time because I was seeing so many colleagues, you know, having to think about closing their doors and just not being sure, you know, how they were going to stay afloat. And it just felt really heavy. And so I felt this need. And even before COVID, I had been Think I had this idea of how do I help inspire other naturopathic doctors? Because I'm usually that person in my group texts who I'm always sending different talks that I thought were inspiring, or I'm just always sending resources to people of different things that I felt like helped me. And I'm like, well, how can I do this for more people? And, um, and so I already had this idea kind of brewing. And then once everything kind of happened, I just realized, okay, I really need to get this. Like I need to make this now. <laughs> and so I just started reaching out to different naturopathic doctors, you know, especially our elders in our community who have continued to inspire me. And 
and ask them if they'd be willing to to sit down and talk with me so that we can help you know help keep our profession going um with with just sharing words words of wisdom um because i think the other thing just in general our profession isn't always the easiest to be a part of you know it's 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 a hard road and so i think it can get you know a lot of people get burnt out and i've just seen too many people who they just haven't been able to sustain um, sustain themselves in this profession and so i really one of the goals is just to help continue to remind people of why they got started in the first place you know of um, the stories and and of the opportunities that there are out there and and then providing helping to provide some of the resources uh, so that they don't feel so alone in it and um, and I think just just sharing those stories and 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 those resources um, is what I can do basically at that point I was just like what can I do to help and that was what I felt I could do I, lo I mean I love it the, the community that you're building because to your point many naturopaths you're starting your own personal practice you can feel like you're all alone in this island and you don't know which direction to go that community that you're building and and that resource that you're providing is, is just fantastic so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, what what have you, what's some of the bigger takeaways you've you've had when you're interviewing the, these other professionals? Oh my goodness. Well, they're also, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is that there's no one right way to use our medicine, um, and it's one of the things that I think can also be <laughs> hard to navigate when you're first starting out because it's like. I could do like there's so many different things that yeah. you know so many different ways to apply this medicine there's so many different things that I could do where do I start um and so I think it's it's been interesting and helpful to just hear how other people have kind of navigated their journey because there's just no one right way to do it and um and it's and it's it's really fun to hear how resourceful naturopathic doctors are, how creative they are, how, you know, there's just, it just seeing the different opportunities that naturopathic doctors have like paved for themselves is just been really inspiring. So I think that's the biggest takeaway and something that, um, that I, I share often with people is just that there's no one right way to do it. You know, when you feel stuck in, in what you're doing, um, talk to someone, you know, reach out to someone else and see what they're doing because it's probably different, <laughs> you know, and then you might get re-inspired, um, right. you know, and you might find a different way to practice or to utilize your, uh, your understanding of the medicine in a different way that you hadn't thought about before. So I think to me, that's, that's, why I don't think I will ever get bored as a naturopathic doctor. There's just always something new to learn or a new way to approach things or to apply apply what we know. It It, it is, you're right. I mean, even in, in my industry, just from a, you can talk about money, you can talk about medicine in so many different ways, 
that I think oftentimes we all want to do it our own way, except like, I think a lot of you are also like me where a squirrel will walk by and I'm like, oh, squirrel, and like you get off the, on this like path, but you need to stay focused. And that's the harder part, right, is, is okay, what is the focal point and how to, what is that path to stay on focus? That's true too. <clears throat> yes, that's true too. And I think that's why having some type of, if you, if not a coach, and that's something that I would actually recommend starting out. If you can't, you know, if you don't have the means to get a coach, then get an accountability buddy, you know, get someone who, um, who is doing something similar, you know, they're in a similar position, they're building a similar thing. That's what I did starting out was, you know, I just, I got my accountability buddies to help keep me focused. And I still have many accountability <laughs> buddies, you know, it takes, <laughs> It takes a whole group to keep us, like you said, um, you know, we tend to to have multiple interests and multiple passions about so many things. So sometimes it's hard to stay focused, but get your accountability buddies and hold hold one another accountable to, you know, just stick with something for like a year and just see how it goes. Right. See how you do. <laughs> Absolutely. So one last question for you, and I always like to ask this question of, of our guests. What did you learn about money as a child? Yes, this was so fun to think about. So what I learned. So my mom, actually, I feel like she helped me be pretty responsible with money early on. But um, so basically, you know, have a savings that's what I learned and, and work really hard, you know, and always look for the sales. Um, and it's actually something that I've had to, part of it I've had to overcome because especially when you get into that sales mentality, you know, you end up just buying anything that's on sale because it's on sale and you stop looking so much for the quality of that thing. There was actually a time not to throw my mom under the bus, but there was a time when she purchased a cheap um, bike rack and it ended up breaking when we were on a trip. And and so then we, two of our bikes got destroyed. Oh no. And so I'm just, and so the point of, like I always remember that story because it just reminds me, there's some things that are good to actually invest in. You know, there's some things that are good to actually spend spend a little bit more on for the better quality. And that's something that I've had to kind of relearn, you know, don't just always go for the thing that's on sale or the the cheapest. Um, so it's been it's been interesting diving in and just understanding the different money mindsets. Um, you know, another one just being uh, because I saw my mom have to work two to three jobs to support us. And so the hard work is, it was just embedded in, you know, my being. And, and I also just felt this need to, you know, like I need to make a lot of money to pay, to help support my family. And that, um, and I think there is a very valuable lesson with, with working hard, but, but we can also learn how to work smart, right? And and invest mm -hmm. in ourselves so that we can continue to get that return. So that's another thing that I'm trying to uh, reconcile with is just this idea between 
you know, working from <laughs> from the time the sun rises until it falls versus learning how to manage your energy and your um, your knowledge and and whatnot. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being uh, on on the podcast. I, I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. And thank you everything you're doing on your podcast. Make sure you all check out her podcast. Again, it's ND Inspo. We'll provide a link in the show notes. Kirsten, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, uh, you know, social media or however, how, how would you uh, ask them to reach out to you? Yeah, so you can find me at Dr. Kirsten on Instagram and my website, and you can uh, find the podcast. You can, I, I always love to do clips on Instagram, so nd.inspo on Instagram, and then ndinspo.com for, for the podcast and resources. Um, so you can find me on either of those platforms. Awesome. And again, we'll put those a way of getting a hold of Kirsten in the show notes. Kirsten, thank you again so much for your time and have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC, Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 1531912, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License, number 7264699, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806, number 2021-117-428, expiration March 2020.